Hey, this is Gary. This is Mike. And Daniel. We're not professionals. We're just three addicts sharing our experiences, strength, and hope regarding recovery. Having had a spiritual awakening as a result of these steps, we tried to carry this message to other addicts and to practice these principles in our lives. Welcome to another episode of the 12th Step Podcast. My name is Gary. And this is Mike. And this is Daniel. Guys, we're going to be responding to another listener's email today. This email comes from a new friend of ours. His name is Robert. And he says, I am a new listener to the show. You've mentioned multiple times this group therapy called SAGE. I am an addict and I've tried every type of treatment program out there under the sun. Wow. (laughs) Every of the ones. That's a lot. (laughs) I bet you have it. Um, He says, my question is, what is the major benefit of group therapy and how has or how had it helped you guys? Well, Robert, first of all, let me thank you for reaching out. And let's address this idea of what SAGE is. Yes, that is that is something. Okay, so SAGE is a group therapy that uh, that our common counselor runs and i it's an acronym i think it says sex addicts sex addiction sex group addi- yeah. education yes. yes sex addiction yeah that's that one it's funny because i got the email he'd sent the email and i looked at that and i'm like you know i'm not so sure i even know so i sent a text off to our counselor <laughs> yeah. did you ask him i did i you know i i heard it right at the very beginning but that's been a long time ago so yeah, yeah. uh but Essentially, what it is 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 it's a group therapy session that uses the work the workbooks uh, produced by uh, Dr. Carnes. Right. And I believe the first one is out of the shadow, facing the, sh- facing facing the, the shadows, shadows, and then you have recovery zone one and recovery zone two. Correct. Yes. And so we refer to the one. The first one is Sage one, and then Sage two and Sage three. Yes. And we should we should probably have explained that. I don't know if we ever explained that before. <laughs> we just we keep mentioning either. this thing. So if you want to if you want to know what the materials are that that group covers, that's where it's found, and right. that's yes. what we work through. Which is entirely different, I might point out, from a twelve step program of SAA or yes. SA. Mm-hmm. Yes, those have their own uh, those their own literature. Uh, they and they uh, they follow the twelve steps, uh, typically patterning mm-hmm. after AA, uh, and and they'll have an entirely different group. The, the, the steps are what it is that you're focusing on in those particular things, the, the 12 steps themselves. Mm-hmm. And you'll have a sponsor involved and things like that. That is yeah. not counselor-directed. And no, it's it important. is not. And, and it serves a different function. It too. does entirely. Yeah. I, and the nice thing about the, the first book, um, the Facing the Shadows, it does do a lot of uh, foundational work to prep you to be ready to write that first step. That's correct. Mm-hmm. So, uh, you know, even though it's not step work, uh, the stuff that Dr. Carnes has done and the, the SAGE group has you go through is, does help you with some of that step work. And is based on yeah. an awful lot correlation of the steps yes. of, of associated with SAA. And also, yeah, it also does alert a lot of work with helping you understand your whys, like how did I get here? Correct. Yes. Why am I doing yeah. what I'm doing? So it's more than just a quitting the behavior kind of a thing. Right. It's yeah. a... Why, getting your life back. Yeah, it's why did I start the behavior in the first place? It's kind of a, a lot it's, of that too. It's a self-diagnostic mm-hmm. type thing yeah. with you know the aid of a therapist and a group of of other individuals that are going through the same thing you are. Yeah, yeah. So, so I think in order to answer your question, um, what is the major benefit of group therapy and how has it helped you guys? I think we just let's just take a quick minute and let's talk a little bit about the difference between. 
you know, and the purpose of what an individual counseling session might look like, sure. what the purpose of group therapy and what that might look like. and The how sage that, experience. Yes, the yeah. sage experience. Yeah. And then what a 12-step experience looks like. Perfect. Um, so, and, and it's been my experience that the people that I've worked with or the people that I've seen go through recovery, the ones who have the most success do all three. You know, mm-hmm. they'll, they'll find a counselor that they can work with and that they can trust who it has the correct training. Right. And yeah, that's relevant. Yeah. That's relevant. That is relevant. Who has the correct training. And then they, they work through to resolve a lot of their personal issues. And then a lot of the work that they do there will translate really well into a group therapy experience. Yeah. My recommendation would be to find somebody who is CSAT trained, mm-hmm. uh, because I think that's, that tends to be, uh, uh, in my experience anyway, uh, and I've seen a handful of other folks who are who deal with this particular topic, but unless they're CSAT trained, they may not have all the specifics associated with this topic. And again, ju- just so everyone knows, CSAT, because we're throwing out acronyms, yeah, acronym. uh, Certified Sex Addict Therapist. There we go. Yeah. Okay. So and and that's a that's a genuine school of thought. There's yes, a, there, and mm-hmm. taught by uh, Patrick Carnes, who happens to be uh, probably one of the most knowledgeable, yeah, at least the leading in expert yeah. in this particular field. So that's relevant. Getting one with the proper training is really really yes. critical. So uh, that's the that's the basis of this personal experience with, a, with between uh, you, the addict, and the counselor that's involved. Correct. Now then you go into the group therapy experience, and this is very different because now you've got a a trained counselor, therapist who's leading the conversation, and you guys, you have a group of people that are going through the workbook and going through the material, and and working through this process, and they're dis- and they're discussing it. Um, I think the the biggest difference I think between a group therapy and a twelve step is is a group therapy. You're doing a lot of work to understand why and what's going on, mm-hmm. and in twelve step. It, you're doing, a, I don't know how to say it, not really a maintaining a sobriety kind of a thing, but it's 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 uh, not so much, you're not really delving into the why or how I got right, here quite right. so much. I think there's a couple other key differences mm-hmm. as well. First of all, counselor versus non-counselor. I think that's relevant. The counselor is, is directing the conversation in a way. Yes. Pertaining to the material. Mm-hmm. Yeah, and the, and the counselor in a lot of cases, because of that person's years of experience, knows the the way to deal with the issues when they come up. In, an, in a uh, uh, 12-step program where there is no counselor present, first of all, it's a very structured environment. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. It's not the sort of free form that you would experience in a, uh, in a, counselor, in a counselor environment where you would have a conversation about a very, a very specific topic. In the 12-step program, it is a reading that goes on that then allows a few minutes to share, a really, right. really structured environment mm-hmm. so the thing doesn't run away. And I think that's very, very healthy. Yes. So very clear differences in terms of what they're trying to accomplish. And the experience is different too, because in a in a um, in a therapy kind of group, in a group therapy kind of setting, um, you'll be having a conversation. You'll be talking about all kinds of things. But remember that when you speak, when you're talking, when you're conversing with somebody, that is that is a that facilitates your thinking. In fact, it's almost the same thing. You're yes. you're working through your thoughts as you're sharing these kind of things. And in that environment. 
you can get called out on your thinking errors. Or if you say something wrong, <laughs> right. it's like, no, that's not right. Why do you think that way? And that's an experience you won't have in a 12-step group. Great. You're yeah. not going to get called out on your stuff in a 12-step group like you would in a group no. therapy session. And that's not to, I don't want to give you the idea that it's hostile. No, I mean, not, that's, that's but, something I was going to say is, you know, getting called out can be terrifying. Oh, yeah. You know, Lord knows I have been. Um, <laughs> you know. Spoken from true experience. Yeah. Um, <laughs> And your first reaction is probably going to be to, to like, n- n- hell no, I'm not going to do this. You yeah. know, how, what gives you the right to do this? But you have to trust that that therapist, you know, and those other individuals are seeing something that you're not. Yes. You know, you're kind of blind to it because of your own experience. And you have to give room to take that feedback and take it in and try to and look at it from all different angles and like, okay you know, they're seeing something here and yeah. try to, you know, and, and then you go to your individual session and say, okay, what am I not saying? Yeah. You know, I, I've been looking at this. I've been trying to figure this out. Clearly someone sees something that I don't. In, where we go? Where in, are you going with in this? In fact, that's one of the biggest benefits of a group therapy is opening yourself up to that experience. Yeah. You know, because my best thinking got me in the mess I'm in. Yes. Right. That didn't work. That didn't work. You know, so I'm going to, I'm going to open up and I'm going to live this examined life and I'm going to share some, you know, I'm going to make myself pretty vulnerable to a a bunch of people who are in turn doing the same thing, you know, Mm -hmm. and they're counting on me to call them out on their stuff as much as I'm counting on them to. And it, like I said, some, some of the groups that I've been in have been just so powerful. In fact, that's how I know, you know, that's how I really got to know you guys was in that kind of an environment and, and a lot of the real big breakthroughs that I've had in my recovery have come from that kind of environment. Yeah. Oh, it's, uh, I, I'll be real clear. I, I, I felt like I lived a bit of a, a, I don't want to say a public life, but certainly visible life to some extent with the clients that I serve and some of the things that I do. And I, uh, and so when I came in to visit the counselor for the first time, I was, I was very hesitant about the idea of a group environment. And he, uh, he literally stood up and shook my hand. I said, no, I'm not going to a group environment. He stood up and shook my hand. And he said, then we're done here. And so uh, uh, most counselors that I know of anyway, that, that that's about the only way they'll treat this particular addiction is, is by having that sage, if you will, that sage experience. Mm-hmm. Because it's the... We're so connected to keeping this thing hidden and quiet and away from everybody else, and nobody really knows about it or unless we've been mm-hmm. caught and any of that stuff. And so this is a real opportunity for us to bust this open and put it out in the open about what we're dealing with yeah. and oh. how it's affecting our life. And it's, a, I mean, I can't think of a better place in the world to have that happen than in a, in a, in a counselor-directed group environment to be able to pull that off. Do you know it's so nice to be able to talk to somebody about the things you're thinking and feeling and have them immediately understand? Yes. Yes. I know exactly what you're talking about. Well, and that's what I was going to bring up. I can't tell you the number of times, even with mentoring or even myself, when I've been in that group setting and you you watch someone, you know, take the chance and admit something that they have not admitted ever. Ever. Uh-huh. And they put it out on the table, and you can see, you can one. see the fear, you can see the hesitancy because they believe they're the only one. Everyone's going to think that they're this horrible monster and going to say, "Get the heck out of this room now!" Run out of their hair on yeah. fire. And then they put it out there, and every, and then they see everyone just kind of shake their head, yep. and then they're like, 
you know, and then they, you know, I know our, our, our therapist will go, okay, you know, how do you guys feel about that? And then people start responding and it's always in kind. It's always gentle and, and wonderful. And you just see this person who's like ready to run out the door or jump out the wind, the second story window, relax. And then they realize, wow, I'm not the only one. Right. I'm okay. You know, maybe this is a safe place. And then they keep, you know, and the next time comes around and then they're willing to do it again. And again, mm-hmm. because that first time wasn't so bad. And I think that's the, the real power here is you can put that out there mm-hmm. and you can realize it's safe. And then it gives you another opportunity and another. And then you f- start realizing, wow, I've been throwing my story out there like crazy. And then you start a podcast and even I know though you right? say you're never going to do it. You're <laughs> never going to do it. And you're just throwing it so, out there like crazy. So you're mocking me. You're yes. mocking me. <laughs> We're supporting you. We're just, it's done out of love. I don't feel supported. <laughs> I feel mocked. So, but on a serious note, let me ask you guys this question. Do you think that you would be as successful in your recovery without having had an experience like that? I don't. I think my counselor knew best that there's no possible way that I could have uh, made the kind of of uh, efforts in my recovery without the group experience. It just I was too, I was so locked into the idea that my world was my world and that there's nobody else that would really understand this in any way, shape, or form. Keep in mind that's where I met you two as well. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Right, and it was in that circumstance you happened to be uh, you happened to be mentoring my very first group, and had that not been happening, you wouldn't be my sponsor now. You all those sorts of things that came of that. I remember even thinking in that group, well, I, no one's going to understand my circumstance at all. In fact, you weren't there the first night or two that I mm-hmm. was there, which meant as I sat there listening to the other people, I was I, I, I was I was very hesitant. I was thinking to myself, no one's going to get what I've been through. No one will understand whatsoever. And it was your first night there that we made an immediate connection because. There's somebody there that really understood and got what I was experiencing. So, yeah, it's a it's a monstrous big deal. It's a I, I could not have been successful in my own recovery without having that that counselor directed experience. Yeah, I mean, for me, I think it was fundamental for me. You know, I, I've I've seen therapists and I've stonewalled therapists for years, sure. and it was it literally was a night in group that really broke me. Um, right. and you know, and Mike was part of that. I mean, he called me out cause you know, and I ther- think I enjoyed it. I think yeah. <laughs> I mean, our therapist is like, okay, anyone else seeing this? And I'm just like, what the heck? What, anyone seeing what? And, you know, and Mike's like, yeah, he's already made the choice. He's done, you know? And then everyone else just started piling in on top of that. Um, you know, and of course I'm here in this, this defensive victim, like I, you know, like screw all of you. Um, but you know, at the end of that session, I packed everything up. I was ready to go, but the therapist followed me out to my car and said my name and I turned around and he just wrapped me in a hug and I broke. That's yeah. all it took. Mm-hmm. Cause I realized despite what everything, everyone was saying, it wasn't said out of malice. Cause that had been my experience growing up and anyone said anything to you is because it was some attack or something like that. Right. right. And here's, he followed me all the way out to the car. He didn't have to, he didn't no. have to do that, but. Yeah. And then it was just love after that. And I'm like, okay, maybe there's something I'm seeing wrong. I'm going to give this another chance. And everyone was still, the next week I came, everyone was super welcoming. And there wasn't like this, why are you here? Yeah. You know, everyone was happy to see me and yeah. encouraging. because it was somebody else's turn of the hospital. That's right. <laughs> no, I had many, many opportunities after two. that one. I have too. Um, but that that is a good thing. You know, yeah. not only... Was my therapist, you know, applying the screws to me, but so was everyone else. Right. They were keeping, you know, they were challenging me. They were making sure I was doing the things I was supposed to and moving along. 
Um, it was a team effort. It was no longer, I'm trying to do this all myself. It was now, I had a team of people right. behind me supporting me. And I want to, I want to add those, uh, those are great points. I want to, I want to jump on, first of all, there's a, there's a portion of his question that he asked, what is it that we've learned from group experience that was really helpful? Mm. And I think you, you just tapped right into it. It's in that, it's in those experiences that we make connections with people. Yeah. And quite honestly, to have a support group as large as some of these groups have been for us and have carried us through multiple groups, right? I, I could probably pull together 25 names immediately that I could reach out to at any given time. And oh, let, yeah. Easy. And let's be, and, th- and they all came from groups. They all came mm-hmm. from those particular sage experiences, if you will. And, um, Let's just be real clear. I don't. I don't believe anybody can really be successful in this trying to tackle this addiction alone. It's just flat no. out impossible. And so, having people who understand, talk about a tribe. I mean, these people really understand yeah. and get what it is that you're, you know, how you're different, why it is that you're struggling the way you're struggling. That know your story and have have experienced that too, and and that's put together a group of connections that that has lasted me. Uh, my entire, you know, my entire recovery experience. Yeah. I mean, yeah. That's been a big deal for me. So uh, that's a, that's a big issue. It, the other issue that I think that, that I, I, you know, as I, as I read his email that he points out is, is, you know, what's the benefit? Well, that's the first time ever that we started to accumulate and count clean time. Yeah. So that does, that isn't something that traditionally goes on in a 12 step environment. I mean, you have an opportunity to sometimes to say, you know, when you're, what clean your sobriety date, is, date yeah. or clean or sobriety date or whatever. But in this sage experience, this this counselor-directed sex addict group education experience, you have somebody who's keeping you accountable to what's going on in terms of clean time. Right. Well, not, yeah, yeah. And then they'll, they'll, like, and if you relapse, you go in there and you say, okay, you know, I relapse. Then, then it's like, let's figure out why. Let's talk about it. Let's figure, yeah, yeah let's figure out what's happened. And really, really break that down. Yeah. I mean, in our, so our Sage 2 group did something different because we had guys that were constantly relapsing. And so we took a vote and we're like, okay, so if anyone relapses, you have to do a relapse chain and come in and talk about it. You have to be prepared. You, know, for you that. have to yeah. be prepared. And if yeah. you're not, you're going to sit in the corner and do it. You don't and get then, to participate. Yeah. You in don't group. get to participate. You can still hear us, but you're going to do that by the end of the class. You're not getting out of this. Mm-hmm. Um, and so, uh, there's a couple people that, you know, they, they did it. They came in. Um, you know, they, they weren't excited to do it. But it turned quite a few of those people's lives around. Yeah. Um, some, not so much, uh, because they, they came at it with, you know, uh, you know this aggressive, angry um, look at it. Like, man, why do I have to do this? Um, but those that took it seriously, and they, they got so much benefit from it because, again, they give their relapse chain, and then people would give feedback. And they would take that as constructive uh, feedback, not something like we're attacking. And it was amazing to see how these people would turn their lives around. Because, I mean, there was one guy, um, you know, he was my sponsee for quite a while. That, and he, I, I think the longest before that point he had was maybe seven days ever at a time. And now he's, I mean, he's several years clean at this point, And things are really well, going well in his life. And it, it's amazing. And it was because of one of those pivotal points. You know, it was like his second relapse chain and something clicked. Yeah. And, but again, it was, we decided to hold everyone accountable because it was just happening so often. Well, you know, it also feels a little bit like you're right in the trenches with people too. And, yeah. and you, you create these connections and almost like this brotherhood or this fraternity kind of feeling where, sure. where it's like, you know, 
I can I can talk to you and we're working on the same stuff and right. and and we can I can communicate and connect with you on a level that is very very different than some yes. other kind of environment. Right. You know as you're working through the the workbook or the material or or even processing what happened in group or what's going to come up. I I've, Yeah. I remember I've had some absolutely fantastic conversations with me and a couple of the other guys trying to work through stuff. I don't think you can I don't think you can put a price tag on the value of that group experience to be honest with you. I I, uh, I you know that whole idea of processing. There's so many times that you would do the work and you would come in and you've 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 invested the time and energy mm-hmm. to to understand the material. Today we're going to talk about X. And I've, I've done all the work necessary, the reading, everything else to discuss X. But if we look at it as a pie, I'm only seeing a very small sliver of the pie. And it's so nice to add everybody else's perspective on the pie, if you will. Mm-hmm. And what I come away with then is as if what I took there was a small piece and what I got was the whole picture. Yeah. And I think yeah. you just can't put a price tag on that kind of value because... You can go home now and at least think to yourself, "Why did I?" You know, I never even thought of that. Yeah. Gary brought this point up today in our discussion that was so relevant, and Daniel added this piece that makes all the sense in this in this circumstance. You just you don't get that, and you mm-hmm. certainly don't get that in a twelve step program as well. Not right. not diminishing not as con- what the not as consistently. No, I've had moments like that in twelve step and interacting with people like that, and I've had aha moments, but it's. It's not as it's, it's not as not consistent and it's not, not the, as deep. Yeah. It's never yeah. as deep because because there's just so little time in that in that circumstance and you only get a minute or two to, to share in a twelve step program because it's so structured. Have you ever had a really, really, really good conversation with somebody after a twelve step program? Oh, absolutely. Sometimes you leave the meeting and then you'll sit around and you'll talk for a minute and you'll really you know you're digesting you're digesting that that's a little bit what it's like. That's so, right. So it's that's it's right. actually interesting. Um you know, I've talked to our therapist uh, about that, and that is the most exciting thing about the group sessions, he's told me, is when he, he's turning everything off for the night, and he's leaving, and he sees everyone outside talking. Mm-hmm. Um, and it's not, be, you know, he doesn't care what it's about, but it's the fact that they're making connections, and they're wanting to stay together. That's right. Despite the fact that it is over. And I think that's that's amazing because there has been numerous times that I've stayed after and had great conversations mm-hmm. Some about of the recovery. Yeah, Sometimes exactly. they're not even about recovery, but you know, because of that, I've formed a friendship with that person that I still have today. That's right. That's right. So those are, those are some of the relevant factors of all the good things that come out of that sage experience. I, I, I don't know how I could have moved forward in a meaningful way without having that. I don't know that I could have. So yeah, those are, those are deep. They're meaningful. And again, yeah. The connections that come out of that, uh, you know, we're you and I represent six years of connection. I don't know, four, I think it's something like that, three or four with you. It's three. It's over three over at this three. point. Yeah. Uh, but some of those people have been; those are people that I still reach out to today. Sure. Oh wow, it's almost been four. That's crazy. It is. Okay. Yeah. So my point being is, is that you know that creates a bond, that creates a tribe of folks that really get and understand this particular issue better than anybody. Yeah. And so. When I have a problem, a deep, meaningful problem, I can reach out to anybody and say, hey, I'm, I'm struggling with this. And they're always responsive, mm-hmm. always responsive. So that comes from those meetings. Well, and, and again, like we've already mentioned, um, this group therapy really deep dives. You get to mm-hmm. dig into the roots of yes. your problem. And it's yes. not just, it's the, not stop it. The kind <laughs> of work, The kind of work and discussion that requires a counselor to, yes. to engage in. Yes. Yeah. 
This isn't this isn't the thirty thousand foot view of anything. No. It's no. deep and it's meaningful, and it's multiple people who are in the same place talking about the same thing, and it's uh, yeah, it's it's meaningful. Yeah. So, uh, good stuff. Yes. Good Find stuff. yourself a good one and give it a go. It'll mean all the difference in the world. Yeah. It'll make yeah, all no. the difference in the world in terms of your recovery. Now, having had this conversation, I do want to take a quick minute because I said I would, and I want to just point out nothing that we've said about the group experience will diminish or change the, the importance or relevance of a 12-step program in your recovery, too. Absolute truth. It feels a completely, it, it's a different kind of a role, and you will most definitely have a better chance of success if you incorporate both of them into your recovery. Absolute truth. Yeah. And it's, Highly recommend that you do both. Yes. Yeah. Recovery is not a passive activity. No. It's just simply not. So um, my recommendation is is to jump in both feet and, and f- again, find the counselor. It starts with a counselor. I would suspect that every counselor uh, would have a, a, a group experience. I, again, mm-hmm. I'm not familiar with anybody and who doesn't. Do you know what? If you find a good counselor who's trained adequately and they don't, then make something happen. Yeah, absolutely. The only, the only reason that sage two and sage three are a thing is because when i was in sage one i looked at my counselor i said do you do a sage two and he says no i said is there a workbook and he says yeah i said okay (laughs) hello guess what you're gonna do one i says i'll i'll bully you know some of these others two or three and we'll make this happen and he said okay let's do it (laughs) that's fantastic i didn't know that yeah i did not know that that's excellent so well, yeah, that's uh, that's really what it's about. But again, if you take your recovery seriously, if you, if this is this is really what it's about, uh, recovery is about getting the life back that you were supposed mm-hmm, to have, mm-hmm. right? And if Sage One, Sage Two, Sage Three, you know, materials can push you through that sort of stuff, um, uh, by all means, that's what you're looking for. And I'd also put the caveat there: you're going to get out of it what you put in. Yes, absolutely. If, 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 if you're just going to sit there and listen and not do the work and not contribute, you're not going to get anything out of it. Do you know, I'm going to, I'm going to take Mike's pie analogy and I'm going to, I'm going to elaborate on that just a Perfect. little bit. And do you know what? I've, I've been wanting, I've been, th- I've had that thought a couple times. Yeah, so I'm I. so glad you said that. Okay. You can think of a group experience like a feast. Okay. You, we, everybody's going there with the intent that we're going to sit down and we're going to have this meal. Mm-hmm. Okay. And we're going to indulge in a whole lot more than we would normally indulge in. Right. Yes. Like this is, this is a feast. This is like next level Thanksgiving yeah. dinner kind of, right. kind of a thing. And the beauty about it is that everybody's going to bring something different. You know, maybe the counselor has the turkey and somebody has the potatoes and somebody has the pie and somebody has your insert favorite side dish here. Sure. Okay. But, you know, you don't know what your favorite part of the meal is going to be that night. And I don't know if you've ever been to uh, something like Thanksgiving and your favorite piece of the thing is not there. It's not the same. Yeah. (laughs) You you know what I mean? Right. So you will get out of it whatever you put into it, but you need to contribute something. And what you contribute might not be the same thing, but that enriches the experience Mm -hmm. for everybody. And you never know, you never know when you will say something that somebody else will never forget. Right. Yeah. You know, right. and, wh- and whatever it was you said may have been what it was that put it over the top for somebody else. So if you just go all in and, and you do this work and you, you contribute, when a group does that, absolutely phenomenal, phenomenal. You'll, you'll walk away from that and you'll think of something. It's like, wow, I've heard something today that's changed my life. Right, right. Yeah, I think that's uh, that's good stuff. 
I remember my own experience. Uh, we were talking about thinking errors, and the, the one regarding lying came up. And I had made the observation that it's possible to be a liar without being an addict, but it's impossible, absolutely impossible to be an addict without being a liar. And we spent, literally, we spent the entire night, well, I felt abused when I was done, I might point out. <laughs> but, but the point being is, is that... Um, you know, lying was such a prevalent part of my own experience that it was nice to have, uh, and, and literally it was, you know, it was a part of everyone's experience. It's just I happened to be on the hot seat that night and talking about lying, and uh, it was between myself and the counselor and a couple others who were putting some input in there, but I was amazed at what was what was sort of ferreted out of just the topic of, of lying, mm-hmm. about lying and how that applies in, a, in an addict's life. And it was so helpful. But I, I still have people who walk up to me today six years later from that experience, five years later from that experience, and saying, you know what? That was such a powerful night for us. Mm. Because that's what happens, is, is that somebody's willing to put something out there that they need help with, and and everybody can run with it in a different direction, but it becomes such a powerful topic that it helps every one of us. Yeah. It's real-life yeah. experience that every I, one of us can relate yeah, to. I can't tell you the number of times I've walked out of a situation saying to myself, I've never thought about it that that's way. That's right. Yeah, that's the power of the group experience. I don't know. I mean, I, I, I think... I'm going to kind of condense this down. Uh, I'm going to say, Robert, you're already you're already participating in a in a group experience. You've clearly been listening to our podcast. This is a smaller group. It's a setting. We've been bringing stuff up. We're talking about stuff, and you're reaping the rewards and benefits of our little group discussion. Um, so just imagine this on a bigger scale with people that you can actually see on a weekly basis that you can form a connection with and get to know. Um, and it's, it's like this, you know, and it really enriches your life and teaches you. Yeah, you're, you're really not wrong. I mean, the only difference is, is like if we had previously discussed, we're going to have an assignment and yeah. talk about this. And, yeah. But especially if you listen to some of those episodes where we have Shane. Yeah. Right? That really mirrors. Exactly what it is. Yeah. Yeah. But you'll get out of it what you put into it. And it won't be, it's not going to be easy. No, partic- it's not. Particularly if you invest in it. Right. But it'll sure be worth it. I mean, there's a reason that I looked at my therapist. It was a group experience that made me look at my therapist and said, you know what? You are the perfect <laughs> blend of gentle healer and sadistic bastard. Do you know that? <laughs> I still think we need to get a T-shirt. We're going to get a T-shirt. I can, I can have one made. Let's I make act, that happen. I actually believe he's an unhealthy balance between those two. Let's be clear. <laughs> Do you know what? And it's, only, you know, it's not going to shock anybody. Which this direction is, I believe he's ooh, leaning. Wait a minute, wait a minute. So we get, give him two shirts. There's the, that one and then the other one and then in the back... It says Mike. Okay. Now, <laughs> it's this the Mike is, t-shirt. This is, this is very tongue-in-cheek. <laughs> right. Okay. But if we were to ever have a merch store, that's in it. <laughs> that's a t-shirt that's, that's going fair. in our That's I fun. That's fair. <laughs> and hell no, I'm not doing a podcast. Yeah, that's right. <laughs> uh, mocking me again. Yes. Anyways, we, we've reached that time now. Well. That's been a fantastic discussion. Yes. I really enjoyed it. I hope that uh, I hope what we had to say is helpful. Yes, uh, I agree. And please feel free to write back if uh, you know if we haven't addressed something appropriately or haven't uh, in depth, and, and feel free to reach. We're out. We're used to being called out. That's right. <laughs> We've had that experience. Yep. So. <laughs> if you have a good uh, therapist and a good sponsor, it's gonna happen. That's yeah. right. So. With that, this is Mike saying, do the work necessary to find the peace that recovery can bring. And this is Gary saying, do the next right thing. And this is Daniel saying, find the humility in your recovery. Thank you for listening to the podcast. We would love to hear from you. If you have any questions, thoughts, or concerns, 
or have any suggestions for future episodes, please contact us at 12thsteppodcast at gmail.com. That is 1-2-T-H-STEPPODCAST at gmail.com. As a fellowship of recovering addicts, Sex Addicts Anonymous offers a message of hope to anyone who suffers from sex addiction. Check out saa-recovery.org.